1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. And for this episode, we have with us Supriya Joshi, who's currently working as the lead HR business partner at STL. Hi, Supriya. Thank you for joining us.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Archit, for inviting me.
1: It's a pleasure to have you. So, uh, could you please take us through your career journey so far, so that our you our listeners also have a brief background about you?
0: Sure. So, my tra- career trajectory has been non-linear, Archit, and it's a combination of Horizontal and vertical exposure. So a designed approach to have get horizontal ex- up, uh, exposure, you know, in certain roles, and then later deep diving into a vertical exposure in HR. That has been a high level uh, career trajectory. I started working at a very young age of 18 when I was studying and working parallelly, and that's how i completed my graduation and then i did my learned programming languages did my post graduation in the same domain in fact and uh, the learning and application of learning journey in terms of experiential learning continued for me and when it was a vertical exposure in hr as well i am globally certified credential coach executive coach as well a team coach and i've also completed executive MBA from Accelera a couple of years back so for me it has been learning applying of the learnings and that journey continues in my career trajectory
1: amazing journey I must say a very inspiring one considering you've been working for more than 25 years now this is like a huge time and you know you still have managed to remain you know learn new things at the same time to be relevant so uh, kudos to you on that thank you thanks so you since you've worked, you've mentioned that you have worked across all dim- mostly most dimensions of HR. So how do you how would you say that? How was HR back in the early years when you started?
0: So way back, um, HR was more of a personal department, personal department kind of as it was said, which was more operational and administrative tasks. Things were more manual with documentation, files. Although that was in the 1990s, kind of, where computers had come in, but it was primarily the use of email and data entry kind of stuff. Attendance, salary, you know, process was on basic tools, I would say, whatever was available. Sourcing, recruitment, all of that with use of computers was at a very preliminary stage then. And yeah. most of the approaches related to HR were more more or less standardized, I would say. That was a scenario then. Now it has changed drastically.
1: Yeah, truly. And also what I feel is that, you know, today we have more than like multi-dimensional it has become today. Like if you compare, we have HR operations, we have payroll and everything coming in. Above that, the technology has sort of boomed. So everything could be done, you know, on your computers, on the, everything is data oriented today. So that's how it is going today. So how do you think the technology is going to shape the methods in which we attract talent in the organization?
0: See, the talent landscape has been changing in phases from then on till now. And coming in with, as you rightly said, the technology aspect of it, which has actually accelerated the recruitment process, the talent attraction, retention part of it has changed completely. And it continues to change at a very fast pace. So, for example, we have, we now use in the recruitment process video interviewing technologies, plus we are leveraging on social medias leveraging artificial intelligence, machine learning, that will accelerate the whole process a lot at each step of recruitment, I would say, and sourcing part of it. So so all that has changed completely, but it will continue to change as we go along because uh, certain aspects like uh, judgmental error, as we see in the recruitment process and all those things, would still evolve and with machine learning and deep learning probably we would have a much better solutions and innovative creative approaches towards it as we go along
1: so do you think there's another another side to it i mean technology coming in because we also see a lot of layoffs happening a lot of you know jobs being taken over by ai or machine learning or we have chat gpt coming up so there's also always another side to the coin so how what is your thought on it so how
0: do I see technology? It is a tool. And yeah. it's a in collaboration with us. We are working with it. So it's not HR tech versus us is my view on it. Yeah. So it's helping us to rescale up skill our jobs, enrich the profiles we are working in HR. And that's how all these, whether it's chat, GPT, whether it's artificial intelligence, whether it's machine learning, it's all helping us to have profiles which are more focused on strategic aspects and certain aspects of human elements still remain relevant. So it's actually a complementing aspect of having technology is my view on uh, the current aspects of what we hear about gpt and jobs being replaced
1: yeah that's, but as far
0: as you see it, one aspect of layoffs and all i have a perspective that they may or may not be directly related to only technology true. it could be organizational design the operating model the business model if all that changes in the current ecosystem or the scenario and because of which also it may happen. So there could be again different perspectives of why layoffs are
1: happening. Yeah That's my very rightly said. I mean whenever we see it or just blame it over technology, we are just seeing it from surface level, but when you keep dive in it, you get to realize okay maybe the organization structure is in a such a way that you know it, it, it is what required to be done. So very rightly said. So how do you see HR changing? I mean we have spoken how HR used to be back in the years how do you see it evolving maybe like five years down the line so
0: see today hr we call it as human capital and yeah. it's a strategic function creating impact for the business and it is enabled like we just discussed with technology data value proposition created as strategic hr partners so right now function roles everything has become strategic partners for the business Right. In the coming years, what would still come up as for the role and for the function as such, I think agility is very important aspect in this whole ecosystem as we move ahead and the, the environment and the VUCA world we are in. So agility and adapting to fast changing environments, diversity, equity and inclusion will become integral part of the employee life cycle. The gig economy is already there, but probably it will become more prevalent and uh, as we go along down the line five years. Digital transformation. Now, when we talk of digital transformation, it's a combination of mindset, tool set, and skill set with artificial intelligence, machine learning, deep learning. When we talk analytics to insights, being predictive and prescriptive, coaching is something which is coming up performance management systems would change it would be completely transformed you know to being have a personalized review systems and you'll have real time reports okr as a framework is what businesses are gaining and that that is leading to it. i'm i'm sure you're aware of okr framework to drive business growth and the most important aspect of future HR leadership will be value per employee. Right now, we talk of revenue per employee. All of us know about it, right? Yeah. It would eventually change to value.
1: Yeah, truly. And I think it's going to happen for good. So we're technically moving towards a paradigm shift, as yes. I could collect it from what you said. So you've worked across all domains of the picture, almost like I, the list is too long talent management retention learning and development is digitalization in hr talent hiring acquisition so what do you think you know if, if you could collect from your entire experience what do you think are some of the skills that, that are totally non-negotiable that you know a person must have if they want to flourish or have a good career in today's scenario uh,
0: so one is all domains of the hr which we are just discussing about are equally important yeah the change is in the way of working expectations and purpose of each role mm. and all initiatives have to be in line with the business strategy and customer focus one size fits all works no more right and some skills and aspects which i would say beyond functional skills is as we just spoke agility yeah. data driven decision making from leadership perspective, being resilient, you know, high on emotional quotient, which is beyond empathy on all the quadrants of emotional quotient, adapting to leadership styles for managing multi-generational workforce. And as we are going, going global, cultural intelligence is also vital. So it is imperative now to have a global mindset as well accommodate the cultural needs of local audience. So these are beyond functional aspects, I think, most critical skills HR professional needs to learn.
1: Yeah, truly. And I think, uh, you know, I could just pick one word from what you said is like, with the time, I think we're getting to see more requirement for emotional intelligence these days. Like it has become a sort of buzzword, another buzzword besides chat GPT (laughs) that everybody's talking about. That emotional intelligence has sort of become non-negotiable. People need it to, you know, you need to have it if you want to flourish, if you want to move ahead. So, do you think that there would come a time where, you know, this would also gain a lot of, obviously it's gaining importance, but do you think it could be like a sole runner ever, if like really have to put it? Mm-hmm.
0: So, if you could little elaborate on the
1: question, I'm literally okay. So, yeah. uh, what I'm trying to say is that, I mean, obviously people have skills and only then you would like put that person into the shoes or into the capacity that you're looking for. But do you are would there come a time when these skills would also become totally non negotiable
0: So, yes, of course, things keep changing. Uh, so it's not something which is static. Yeah. Right now, at this stage, while we're discussing maybe emotional intelligence has gained and has become a need of an hour. Yeah. And it will become a way of life. But as we go along down five years, there would be something else which would still come up. And this would become like a way of basic hygiene kind of a thing is what I think. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what I was trying to like understand, okay, this is going to go, this is how it is going to but go. But
0: everything will become kind of basic hygiene and as we move along, world changes fast. I think there are different things which will come up. This would stay, but would not fall into the category right now we are discussing about. And future need kind of it won't be, it would be like today's requirement kind.
1: Yeah, true. So as we move towards the end of this podcast, I just want to learn that, you know, you have such a huge span of career and, you know, getting up every day and going to work and still continuing work. What keeps you motivated to do work every day?
0: So I'm driven by intrinsic motivators, like purposeful, meaningful, challenging work for value creation. So that's what something keeps me going. And it has to be something which is really engaging uh, for me to have
1: so amazing so you know I I must say this that somebody when you talk to somebody who has this much of experience uh, you know we tend to come out as a bit intimidating but I really would like to mention how down to earth you are you know in this entire conversation that we have had so far So I really look forward to your work. I really really inspire me in a lot of ways. So I really would like to thank you to coming on this episode and joining us and taking time. So thank you so much. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in.
0: Thank you so much, Arshir. It was my pleasure. And thanks so much for inviting and giving this opportunity. Thank you. Thanks.